Hey gang, welcome to part two of my interview with Corey Allen, author of Breaking Free, a self saga. There we go. Get it off my Yurg's arrow. A saga of self discovery by a gay secret service agent, my buddy Corey. Let's get back to it. Here is part two. I came out um, when I got to the Obamas is when I really felt comfortable because I had a phenomenal group of, of coworkers and agents with me. My shift leader to this day, I just spent a week with uh, her and her husband in um, Georgia. Um, so they, sorry, the dog is barking. Um, one that's, yeah, he's, he's right back behind me. But no, they they made me feel safe and warm and welcome, and I was accepted. And so at that point, this was in twenty the end of twenty sixteen through twenty nineteen, where I could talk openly about my then husband, and then I was going through divorce and people I was dating, and so yeah, the later lighter part of my time with the Secret Service, the last three years, I was I wasn't carrying a rainbow flag around, right. but everybody on the detail knew because or or, it was or the a great and I mean, hold on, where's it at? Ah. There we go. There it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, there's two um, bins in there. So uh, yeah, it was it was a later so, part of my time there. But. Okay. So with that then, did you see any sort of downward slide with any of the other relationships? I know you said you felt safe with most of the people on what we would call PPD, Presidential Protective Division, but uh, did it also cause any noticeable discomfort or outright discrimination not on the detail um again the the asacs the supervisors um, were fantastic um and it was a diverse group that was on the detail and we were all there by choice because as we we built the division and stood it up we all wanted to be there so it was just a a unique environment Um, it was very diverse um across the races and and uh genders i think i was the only lgbt member but that didn't matter to everybody and it was it was right. great. So no, i didn't really no notice of discrimination there that was wfo there was a little bit and then back in miami field office you know it was early in my career is where that was most prevalent what was it what got back to you like like for as far as like um anything that was said behind your back versus anything that was done outright or what was done behind your back that would actually get back to you? Was it just the comments, uh, any of the, what we call the refrigerator jokes or anything like that? Um, I mean, one glaring one um, was a supervisor in the Miami field office who who said to a group of people, um, I don't want that uh, F uh, I, I don't like to say the word uh, yeah. in my office. And then I was relocated to the Miami International Airport, the airport squad, mm-hmm. because the supervisor couldn't stand to see me in his office or fathom that there might be a gay man as a Secret Service agent, despite me putting on my most masculine front, me being in the gym every morning with all the other guys doing the keg challenge or all this other hyper-masculine nonsense, you know, I, I, I played into that role, um, but it didn't matter because he just judged me based on what he had heard and 
that information, of course, made its way back to me. And I was still yeah. uh, a, a junior agent, so I didn't have uh, career status. So there was nothing I could do right. or say. And so you just suck it up and, and you push forward. Um, and then in WFO, Washington field office, a supervisor, again, was involved with some uh, gay bashing, not not knowing that I was present and I was in the truck in the follow up. Um, and so I was I took it to their supervisor um, and had a very frank conversation with that uh, ASAC in WFO and, and explained the situation and said, look, this is not acceptable, regardless of who, whether I was in the truck or not, like <laughs> wildly unacceptable for a supervisor to be involved in that type of behavior. And then it was handled appropriately and I didn't paper it. I didn't want to tank somebody's career because they made a stupid mistake. Uh, and I ask yeah. that we not take it to HR and just handle it between the, the bosses. Good for you. Yeah, I, I was investigated three times by whatever they're called this week, Office of Professional Responsibility, uh, for alleged misconduct that I could prove I had nothing to do with. And it all circled back to the fact that I was gay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I wasn't into any, ruining anybody's career either, but... I made it known that it could be an option. And that's why each time they tried to come after me, it was less and less and over much more quickly than the last. Um, what was the relationship like with those people that, that you had talked with and the guy who talked shit to you or about you after you went to management? Oh, there was no relationship. <laughs> But that, I mean, that individual never said hallway. to me. Yeah. Okay. What's they steered clear. I mean, just like seeing them in the hallway or anything like that. There was nothing. And I would have, I wasn't owed an apology, I don't think. But one, one would have been nice. Yeah. Just, just to own it like an adult. Um, but you know, no, I, there was never another word spoken between that supervisor and myself. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take the high road, the steeper climb, but a better view. Yes. So I'm following your social media. This book is out, but most of your social media is author Corey Allen. So not a necessarily a once and done thing. What else you got in the pipeline? What are you planning on? Is this going to be your next career? I think so. Uh, my website is CoreyAllenBooks.com. Okay. Plural. Did that on purpose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been asked by a lot of people who have finished the book, and they're like, where is part two? When is part two coming out? You've got you've to gotta continue it, which is hugely flattering. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I will do a part two. I'll pick up really at the end of 2019 when I met Johnny, cause there was no way I could like work that into this book, the beginning of our relationship and like keep it concise and keep it at a decent length. That was easy for people to, you know, carry around and read. So I'll pick it up there and go into surrogacy journeys that we're on, um, but with the same candid and amusing manner of which I wrote Breaking Free. Um, but I'm also doing some articles um, I've got a few on my mediums.com website and gay and lesbian review has asked that I write. So I've submitted one to them waiting to see if they're nice. going to publish it. 
um, and then continue to push this book because it's only been out for a few months. Um, but yeah, there there will be others. Um, it's just it's becoming a thing on its own. I'm not an author. Well, right. I am an author now. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> so this wasn't planned, but now it's taken that turn, and especially using this book for advocacy uh, and resources for the LGBT community that's in law enforcement. That is something that is needed, something that we both could have benefited from. Yeah, years absolutely. Ago. And I, there's a need. Um, and so I'm reaching out to HRC, GLAD, uh, Trevor Project to see, okay, I've got this platform. I'm building this platform. Can we work together and try and use this for, for, some, for greater good? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we need to talk about that offline because I'd be all ears for whatever suggestions you've got. Uh, until the next one comes out, I got to do an overlay so I can get this up there. There we go. Oh, it was almost. Why is that not? There we go. I got an angle. Up. There it is. Yeah, Butcher's up there too. <laughs> Breaking Free by Corey Allen. Definitely uh, self discovery. And, you know, you as a reader are going to discover a lot about yourself as well. And I think that's like what you said uh, as an advocacy and as a tool that uh, you and I could have definitely used 20 years ago. Uh, what did you say it was Corey Allen Books? Yep, CoreyAllenBooks.com. Um, and there's a lot of pop culture in this book. There's also, you know, historical events, you know, Jay-Z to Anderson Cooper to all these celebrity interactions and music icons. So if you're into that, it's in the book as well. Yeah, let, let's close with that. Who is the, who is your favorite celebrity? And at what point in your career did you meet someone or go somewhere where you were actually starstruck? Uh, Richard Branson's Island. Um, I was coming out of the bathroom and he was going in. This is on his private island. I'm like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> Richard Branson is in front of me and I'm on his island. That shouldn't have surprised me. Um, Anderson Cooper in the CNN newsroom. I was there with Hillary uh, and I went fangirl. He's just that icon since Channel One News back when I was in nice. high school. Right. And he was so warm and such a nice guy and pulled me in close for a picture. Uh, I, I was just giddy and that doesn't happen nice. to people like us very often. Right. No, I know. Um, and and that's, I get that question. Uh, I actually, I got earlier in my career, got a chance to work out with Anderson Cooper. He was at the old results gym on U street and I didn't mm -hmm. recognize the back was turned to me and he was kind of sort of hogging up the one bench press. So I go up to him to ask him if I could work in with him, and he turns around, and there he is, Anderson Cooper. And I'm like, oh, wow. He's like, yeah, sure, dude, pick it up. And uh, so, yeah, I got to work out with Anderson. My starstruck moment was not a person, because like you said, you know, we see them, all celebrities in general, not just politicians, but because of the politicians, we see so many celebrities. So I've always been, okay, take a look. There's the president of the United States. You've seen him. Now go back to work. And that helped, you know, get through, you know, being starstruck. My one starstruck moment was also with Hillary. Uh, and that was the night she and Amy Polar had the same suit, uh, pantsuit on, on Saturday Night Live. Yep. I was the shift agent that night, and I was 10 feet to her left. And what I didn't know is that SNL does an 8 o'clock show 
that's just in front of a live studio audience so they can test some things. And also they do that for the, for the FCC. And uh, so we missed that. We got there just as that was uh, closing. So everybody was kind of getting ready and going through some things that, you know, they need to change for the live show. And uh, the boss sends me to look around, figure out where I'm going to post everybody. And I walk through this tunnel and I can see like instruments off in the distance. And I step out looking at New area Saturday Night Live. And there's the main stage at center stage and stage right and stage left stages where they do the smaller skits. And that's when this elbow hits me in the ribs. And I hear this, about goddamn time you got here, where the hell have you been? We've been waiting for you all night. And it's Amy Polar dressed as what she called bitchy Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I'm in trouble. She starts laughing and says, no, we're really glad you guys are here. Let me take you for a tour. And that's how I got a tour of Saturday Night Live by Amy Polar dressed as Hillary Clinton. No, I, and I'm jealous, uh, huge SNL fan. And, and my moment was at the Grammys with Michelle in 2019. Oh, very cool. Beyonce at like Lady Gaga, you know, Ricky Martin, BTS, like all the, like these music icons. And I am backstage and on stage. And I'm like, is this real? What is happening? Nice. To be, you know, music is so intrinsic in me and and weaves through the book as well. It was a phenomenal experience. Awesome. Very cool. Corey, thank you for joining us. We'll definitely see you for the second book. And uh, you've got a fan. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And we will catch up soon. Definitely. Thanks, Corey. All right. See you. So that concludes our interview with Corey Allen and this episode. You can get his book, Breaking Free on Amazon, we'll put a link uh, down in the comments. That way it's more easily accessible and you can get that at your next convenience. I definitely, it's a good read. I really think it's even uh, a good read for the straight community. Uh, however, I think it's also textbook for coming out in the gay community. That's it for this episode, gang. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again. You've been up the middle.